Welcome back to the FPL Roundtable, the only fantasy Premier League show that guarantees that you might learn something about fantasy, probably. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. Joining me, as always, is my friend and co-host, Rob Landrin. What's happening, Rob? Hey, Kev. What's going on? Everybody listening at home, how's it going? It's another uh, week of preparation for week six of the uh, Fantasy Premier League official game. Uh, lots to talk about. Lots that are lots going on. Kevin's probably got a big frown on his face that spells Harry Kane. <laughs> um, you know, couple the midweek games came and went. You know, waiting anxiously for some injury reports to come out. But you know, all in all, we're still going to talk about what we see this week, what's happening, transfers in, transfers out, who we like, start sits. You know, price changes, what we did with our teams, and you know, some captain ideas for everybody at home. So. Without yeah. further ado, you know, we'll just, jump, <laughs> we'll just jump right into it because this is a friendly, you know, take-home test version of the official game podcast. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, uh, if you want to talk price changes, Rob obviously is a student of the price Stu- change. Student. <laughs> or, yeah. a, or would you prefer master of it, really? Master of none. Or that was a good how, show. Yeah, master. Yeah, it was. As uh, I'm sorry, got, got an Emmy for writing. Yeah. I, I only watched the Emmys because Rob told me to. He asked me if I usually watch the Emmys. I was like, I don't think I watched it since college. He's like, Oh, so you're better than me? I was like, Oh, dang, fine, I'll watch it. It was entertaining. Although so it was I, also American football, so I was flipping back yeah, and forth. So you were like, I used to be cool, and now you're cool, so I'm going to be cool again and watch <laughs> it because, yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm I'm still I'm still in awe. I don't know what to do. I can't function with this whole Brangelina thing going on. So I know, you know man. And, and Dude. This, this is it's, the second podcast in a was the second or third in a row yeah. that something bad's happened two weeks two two podcasts ago. Taylor Swift breaks up now. Brangelina breaks up. Next thing you're going to tell me, you know, we didn't actually land on the moon. I, you know, I don't know. How could we even record under such situations? I'm so melancholy. It's not even yeah. fun. What are they going to do with their four hundred million dollars worth of assets? I don't and know what they're going to do. Adoptive babies. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do. Let's all let's all feel bad for them. How about I'll feel bad for them if I get some of that money? Yeah, <laughs> I, I heard I heard Brad Pitt is, is a Scunthorpe fan. So Scunthorpe? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, are they the ones with the shrimp on their crest? Yeah, I think so. I'm only kidding. I just completely made it up. I just, that's probably one of the funniest names I've ever heard. <laughs> you should have stuck with it. Hold on, I have to look up to see if I'm right about their crest. Yeah, it, Scunthorpe, Scunthorpe sounds like something like you like you get on your knee when you fall off a skateboard going down a hill. Oh, I got a Scunthorpe on my knee. <laughs> Uh, apologies to any Scunthorpe fans. Nope, they're the ones with the giant iron thing. Who are the shrimp side? <laughs> Tweet us. I'm at Kevrofis at Smokey underscore Louie. Tell us yeah. which club has that shrimp logo that's so clear in my mind. It's All the right. Bubba <laughs> the Bubba Gumps. The, the Bubba Gump scramps. All right, yeah. uh, I'd be allergic to them anyway. I don't know why I'm so interested. But, Rob, talk to us some about price changes. Who went up, who went down. You know, usually we preface this by saying, most of them tend to make sense. I assume that trend held firm today. Yeah, yeah. And with the uh, the Aguero coming back into the fray, it's been a frantic week for, for moves. And, you know, that has a, a good ideal amount of pressure on guys are going up and guys going down. I'm just going to run up, run down some, some guys that went up that are of significance. Uh, we'll start in goal. You know, Heaton and Fabianski go up. Uh, people probably trying to shift around from maybe – 
people that they don't have rostered, they don't trust. I, I don't know. It's probably it seems like it's a robbing Peter to pay Paul move. Though Fabianski has been playing well, Swansea has a tough fixture this week. Uh, I don't see it uh, on defense. Uh, Everton guys are prominent here. We got Jagielka and and Leighton Baines have gone up. Uh, I think people are buying more into that Everton is a team now instead of them being uh, a whole of their parts are fantasy worthy. Uh, Baines is is still on a lot of their fit their set pieces, so I could see him you know regaining some value, but he's still very very highly priced. Uh, so I don't think I'd invest anything in there. I'd probably look maybe at something kind of entry level. I'd probably even look at Ashley Williams because he's he's a little bit cheaper than Baines, and probably gives you a little bit more on the offensive end than Jagielka because he could probably head in a goal now and again. Uh, where where the big changes were, we're up top and through the middle. You know, uh, Kevin De Bruyne went up twice this week already. Uh, you know, I, I think they're buying into what Pep said that he's the best player in the fantasy, in the Premier League. You know, I mean, I guess Pep has him on his fantasy team, so he he's got two teams. So he bought him twice. Uh, everybody's favorite Capu Etienne's gone up. Uh, my favorite Robert, uh, this the Snodgrass tastes like Snodgrass went up. Uh, Sadio Mane, Raheem Sterling. Leroy Fur Leroy Fur is a good five dot two option for anybody looking to save a couple pennies. But if you're lo- really looking to invest anybody, why don't you look at Snodgrass? He's only point five more. Look at Hull's upcoming fixtures and look at what Snodgrass has done to date. We've we've talked ad nauseum on this podcast and other other shows that are affiliated with me and Kevrov. Uh, we we love the Snodders. He's should be on a lot of people's teams because I think he's very underrated uh, for what he's giving you and his price point. Uh, also going up, Mikel Antonio. The guy just keeps putting balls in with his head. It's still legal, so he's still going to do it. <laughs> um, can't stop him. I mean, he's got the most headed goals in 2016. Can't so, stop, won't stop. Yeah, eh, eh. I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to stop. <laughs> you know, I think he's a better fantasy asset there than, than Dimitri Payet now, if all things considered, based on price. Uh, and then on to the forwards, we've got Costa, Benteke, Lukaku, Aguero's gone up, and then. Strangely enough, Iannaccio went up, but he went up before everybody started bringing in Aguero. So I think it was like the preemptively strike that Iannaccio went up. Mm. Uh, but strangely, everybody everybody's jumping on the Aguero bandwagon right now. He's he's currently at twenty six percent owned. He's gone up six percent in the last three days of ownership. One hundred seventy thousand brought in. Um, that number is probably going to be closer to 34 35% when game times kick off on Friday. Listen, he, he I've said it. Umpteen times, Kevin could probably repeat it for you. Sergio Aguero is the damned if you do, damned if you don't player of fantasy. You kind of have to make room for him, but if you can't fit him in this week, I understand that you can't. You know, it's 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 a hard move. You know, Ibra isn't Aguero, and it's a tough sell to be like, well, I'm going to get rid of Ibra and just bring in Aguero because Ibra's still contributing somewhat in the fantasy in the fantasy world to give you goals. You know he's still got what has he got three goals in four in five games. I mean that's still decent enough output for him. And he had an assist as well. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, there's it's not like you're hitting rock bottom. It's just that the it's the natural lateral move for everybody to go from the eleven dot you know Ibrahimovic to thirteen dot Aguero because it's just saving you to to make several moves instead of and it just saves you one. Um, so that that finishes the guys up. That's a that's a ton of guys. That's a ton of useful guys, especially since you know there, there's only been there hasn't been an extra week off in between games. So everybody's been you know shuffling things in and out. Uh, the guys on the down that are there's some really really good names here from the fantasy you know usefulness. Uh, you got Luke, Lucas Perez for Arsenal. A lot of people bought into him being the savior up top for Arsenal. No, he's not. Uh, Alvaro Negredo, Andre Gray. 
Uh, I think the shine is off what they what we thought they were for preseason, and everybody was buying into it. Negredo has shown a little bit more than Gray, but uh, I don't yeah, think I, I sold off my share of uh, Negredo. Yeah, and and Gray should not be anywhere near a roster. Burnley looks lost on the build up, and he's just not getting on the end to finish. Uh, Ibra is gone down, but that's as like I said because everybody's transferring in Aguero and transferring out Ibra because it's a you know it's the closest money you can swap out. Uh, the useful Zaza for West Ham has gone down. He looks pretty bad. I don't know if anybody's watched a, a Hammers game. He doesn't look like he's meant to be there. Uh, and it's funny because West Ham has so many good fantasy parts around him, Payette, Lanzini, Mikel Antonio, and he just can't, he doesn't look like he's in form with the team. He looks like he's playing, you know, he's hitting the B button when everybody else is hitting the A button. Uh, Hazard is the funny one this week. He's gone down three times since the last kickoff of the matches. Since games started on Friday, they had an, everybody had an extra day to, to transfer people out. So once the game kicked off, I think everybody saw the result of the Chelsea-Liverpool game and immediately switched to Kevin De Bruyne or somebody with you know ilk money through the midfield. But going down three times in, for a midfielder in, in a five-day span is completely – that's a bad thing. I mean, a couple weeks ago I said he was a, he was a knocked-on midfielder and, and is probably being part of the template. Yeah, but but now I don't see it. Uh, I think he's been lapped over by guys like De Bruyne and Alexis Sanchez, who are in the same price range and giving better fantasy outputs. Uh, also on the downs, we'll finish it up real quick because I'm probably lagging and just blabbering, and you guys are like, "Ugh, this guy's so monotonous." Uh, Ozil is being is just useless for Arsenal right now. He's everybody else is doing it something, but Ozil is not. Andres Townsend. Yohan uh, Kabai, Ross Barkley, Riyad Mahrez is just for 9.4 right now. He is just blah.com. And Nathan Redmond for Southampton. Uh, the gleam, like everybody was preemptively in the preseason all over Nathan Redmond saying he was going to be like the number 10, maybe like a false 9 for Southampton. Uh, if anybody watched the game today, I believe that Charlie Austin is probably going to see a lot of time up top for Southampton. I think he's mixing in well and fitting in well with what they're doing there. He scored another goal today, albeit from the from the penalty stripe, but still another goal. And Charlie Austin's getting quality minutes for Southampton in the cup games. I can see it drifting over to the Premier League side. Um, yeah, so that that's my take on the ups and downs. Uh, there's a ton. I mean, there's a lot. There's like... 50-something players that have gone down and 20, 21 that have gone up. So, I mean, yeah. that's, that's a lot. That's a lot of – there's two full pages of players that have gone up and uh, that have gone down. So, yeah. I mean, that's, that's craziness. I have a, a specific one I want to ask you about because somebody on Twitter came at us for our Kapu comments from match week two. Here's my question. As we stand now, he has four goals on five shots on target. Mm-hmm. Would you like to stick by that stance? Do you want to recant? What What are your thoughts on Capu going forward? Oh, I mean, we were basing it on could he do it again, and he's proven that he can do it again and and again. He's done it twice since we. I he still had, don't think he's going to do it again. Oh, I mean, yeah. Well, there's always that that thinking that he won't do it again. But for his price right now, you kind of have to have him in your in your team at some point. He's basically your your cheap fifth midfielder but he's giving you third midfielder output so based on that price jump there he's kind of has to be in your team uh you know we'll we'll waver back and forth between kapu and anybody else you want to add into your fifth midfielder in that 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 bottom dollar anything below six mil i'll say you know you got snodgrass you got leroy fur you got you got kapu uh there's probably a a dozen other guys you could probably throw in there if you wanted to that are in that price range that are giving decent results at their price point uh any one of those is fine 
Uh, I prefer Snodgrass. Uh, you could prefer Kapu because he's a little bit cheaper. And you could pick Furhi somewhere in the middle. So, I mean, you're looking for fantasy output here. Uh, who would? The, my best question is for the guy who asks us that, uh, if you haven't owned Kapu the, these first five weeks, if you had a buy-in right now, who would you buy in at? And, you, and they were all, say they were all 5.5, I'll pick a median price between Snodgrass, Fur, and Etienne Kapu. Who would you buy into, looking at their next 10 fixtures, next five fixtures, their form to date? Because I think, actually, in, in the fantasy world, I if you look Snodgrass. at... Yeah, if you're looking at ancillary stats and stats that count everywhere else that lead to goals and build up of goals, yeah, I'm looking at, I'm confirmingly looking at Robert Snodgrass. He takes all the PKs for Hull. Hull is, be, is performing well, well, well above their expectations right now. They're playing like uh, a mid-table team, and it looks like they're going to stay there, and that'd be great for, great for uh, Hull. And they, they face only three top ten defenses in the next ten matches. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a really tidy one. If you looked at the, the team's names, you would not suspect that. Um, but it's that's that's what the stat is. It's just yeah. Chelsea, Southampton, and West Brom. So uh, yeah, I completely agree with you there. On the other side, uh, Otzel going down in price was obviously a stud last season. Hasn't really recaptured that glory thus far. What what are you you thinking about Otzel? Do you think it's time to sell? Should people be a little bit more patient? Uh, you you really can't roster him right now. I mean, based on what his price is, he's in the eights. Uh, or he's in the nines, actually. Yeah, he's on nine five. Yeah, I mean he's nine five. I mean, from comparatively, it's you know, would you? It's like a Payet or Otso, or do you want to spend the extra million and get De Bruyne, or you want to save a million and bring in Sterling? You know, I think all three of the names I mentioned are probably better options right now. I think that the Arsenal has just too many weapons right now that are being utilized, and Otso is not one of them. You know, uh, I'd probably rather save the, the two million and bring and sit on Santi because Santi Cathorla only because he takes PKs unless Alexis gets fouled and then he's taking it, but and then misses it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, let's learn our lesson here. But yeah, I mean, it. it I don't. I don't see anything immediate coming from what Otso has shown me on the pitch. He doesn't look like he's involved enough to be a fantasy asset. Currently, uh, given more time, you know, there's an international break coming up, so he'll probably report for duty there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd probably wait at least two or three weeks to see what he does in games, and then I'd maybe put him on a watch list. I still wouldn't buy him because at nine dot nine dot four, nine dot five, whatever he currently is, I mean, you're basically looking at like a, a Riyad Mahrez investment, and we've seen what, what Mahrez has done. He's done enough in other games, but he hasn't done anything in the Premier League to to wow me for his price tag. Yep, completely agree there. Any any last thoughts you have on any of those guys? Well, I mean, I got I got other thoughts because you're the you're the you're the local Spurs guy. Yeah. I mean, Harry Kane going down oh. six to eight weeks with ankle uh, ankle problems. Uh, I believe yeah. he's having is he having sur- he's having surgery, correct? Or uh, no? It is yet to be determined, and that's right. why everybody publishing timetables is wrong. One of yeah. my favorites was the Guardian mm-hmm. that ran the headline: Harry Kane out for ten weeks, and then the sub headline was. Uh, Mauricio Pochettino won't release details of Harry Kane's injury. You're like, uh, wait a second. Wait a second. Yeah, so Tottenham have not said how long it'll be. In fact, they've gone out of their way to say that they won't be telling us that eventually yeah. he'll just be back and ready. Um, I initially didn't think it was that bad, uh, mm-hmm. but, you know, uh, it seems the, the mass opinion yeah. is that it'll at least be a month, month plus. 
yeah. uh, which is obviously a concern. Uh, Vincent Yancey did get off the, the schneid today, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but it was a penalty, which does not help the Soldado comparisons. I think those are ridiculous, but <laughs> he's a player that tries real hard, can't score an open play, and scores penalties. So yeah. a lot of people so, have two and two'd, but So since this is a fantasy show, Kev, and sure there's, there's not much uh, fantasy investment right now in Spurs players. Uh, if you look at the ownership of their offensive players, it pales in comparison to what people are investing in their defense for Spurs. Mm-hmm. Walker is owned very well. Aldebarold is a is a knockdown defender. He's owned in twenty percent of leagues. Walker thirty percent. Uh, who do you think in the midfield and forward ranks? If you're going to try to narrow one guy down uh, between you know Lamella, Son, Erickson, or you know Vincent Jansen. Do you, do you trust any of those guys moving forward at their price points to to augment your fantasy team right now? Well, you know, I, I said from preseason that Lamella was the one to own this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it wasn't for rotation, I'd continue to stick by that. He's obviously been very good he, in the five goals to, today against Gillingham. He had three assists and a goal. Uh, and he, he's looked very bright in the past couple of matches he's played. Already has a goal and an assist on the season. But... The fact that he has not been playing full matches is of concern. Um, mm-hmm. If we're looking forward to specifically this weekend, it'd probably be Della Ali because he's the that's only. That's exactly one. my next question. He was the yep. only one that didn't uh, start. Oh, that's not true. Son either. Son, I love a whole lot. What, what's his mm-hmm. price? Seven four. Son, seven four. I'd rather yeah. have Lamella at seven one. I, we, we're doing daily stuff now, which we'll plug at the end of this. Um, Son, for some reason, is still heinously cheap. So in that format, yeah, in that format, I go Sun as a forward for super cheap. Uh, but yeah. in FPL, I'd probably go Ali if it's this weekend. Lamella if we're looking season long. Yeah, and that you you actually jumped in. You mentioned Della Ali because I left him out of the the four I mentioned previously because I think. I am not saying Harry Kane's injury is good for one person fantasy wise, but I think if it's good for one person, I think it's Della Ali. Just because he scores the most goals, other than him. I think. I think I think he can probably step into more a more offensive role there through the center and be an effective piece. Not at this price, unfortunately. Yeah, um, I know, people, right? People, they, they, people, people in other formats. too much on last year's success. Yeah, so now totally. all of and them are just a little overpriced. It, he, he's basically like the Gary Sanchez of Fantasy Premier League. <laughs> 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 That's Dude, an obscure three baseball people reference. people just got that reference. Well, when a guy has a name nickname the Kraken, you have to take notice. I'm Dude. sorry. When he, when he, you know, but but yeah, I, I Della Ali to me, if if he didn't have a price like he does, um, what's he, has he when, gone down yet? Is he like eight four or something? Eight three. Uh. He's eight three. But in other formats where he could total up, you know, the, the, the crosses and the, the you know, the head winning headers and take ons and, and, t- and mm-hmm. stuff of that. I think he could probably in these next couple games show more ability than what we've seen so far and give you a good return on your probably early round draft pick. Or if you're looking for a, a, a trade partner in the play Taga format or season long formats where you can trade, I, I think Della Ali is, is someone in the next couple weeks that I would probably keep an eye on. And hope that he doesn't blow up too much, but shows you enough that all right, maybe the owner's fed up, and I can throw somebody through the midfield at him. You know, be like swap maybe you know somebody you drafted a little bit lower that's doing well, you know, and get get good value for him. I, th- I think that'd probably be a good w- a way that I would go if I was in a in a season long league or a play toggle play toggle. Yeah, it'll be very interesting if he can get going over the next two or three. 
mm-hmm. would be very good. But November for Tottenham is just heinous. E- even uh, right before Halloween, you have Leicester, Arsenal, West Ham, Chelsea, Swansea, United. Yeah, I mean, they're, that's, even that's, they're, a, that's a tough run. Yeah, I mean, their next even two out of the next three are against tough teams because West Brom at home and then City and they're at and then they're hosting City. So I mean, it's yeah. but you know, hey, when the game when the games are against good teams, big players like sometimes shine. You know, True. they're playing against the best team. I think City is you know undeniably the best team that we've seen from a fantasy output and probably in real life. Uh, Dude, so, they scored six goals in two matches without Aguero. Yeah, yeah, he's That's got not, he's got he's got like what? He's got nine goals in four games, something like that. Did I read that? He's That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. By the way, and if anybody's making one transfer move this week, it's uh, Sergio Aguero. In <laughs> yeah, uh, in case anyone was wondering, he he's good. Yeah. In case in case you tuned in to hear our hot Sergio Aguero take at the twentieth minute of this show. Hey Sergio Aguero, he's good. He scores, he yeah, scores yeah. the goals. I mean, if you're gonna if if you're gonna make one transfer this, this week and you've been biting your shekels and saving your dollars, and you do it right, you know Sergio Aguero is the is the move. I mean, you know it's kind of ballsy. You know I don't want you I don't want you to think that you know you're going out on a limb or anything. You know, 175,000 people have already done it. So I mean, it's already groundbreaking news. But he's, <laughs> FPL hipsters like he was so much cooler before he was owned. Yeah, he's like a, he's like the sour of forwards. Oh my gosh, I think they're past sours already now though. Yeah, that was a it, man. There was this it, bar in um, Brooklyn, the Double Windsor, I believe it was called, on uh, 16th and Prospect Park West. Anyway, it's a fancy way to tie a tie. They were on it, right? They were on to sours about a year early, and everyone was like, "What is this?" And then I moved. But I'm sure that, like it was popping, like a year after that when sours became the like on vogue thing for yeah. beer connoisseurs. Well, it's a good time to be a beer connoisseur now. You know, all the good beers come out right now. The Oktoberfests and all that uh, stuff. As long oh, as they I... don't have too much pumpkin, man. Yeah, I'm not no. about that pumpkin beer life. No, but did you did you hear Sam Adams' Oktoberfest actually got invited to the Munich Beer Festival? Really, first time. Interesting. I uh, I really like Vosteiner. And mm-hmm. they have a Oktoberfest that uh, they had because Oktoberfest in Cincinnati is top five in the world for size. Just because Cincinnati, for those that don't know, is a heinously German town. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, so they had like a special Oktoberfest version that I'd never had before. And it was amazing. So everyone that lives near Cincinnati, uh, I don't know how you missed it, but Oktoberfest was last come, weekend. Come on down for Oktoberfest. Yeah, come on down last week for Oktoberfest. Yeah, exactly. That's the, last, that's the worst advertisement I've ever heard. Yeah. Come on down for this one-time offer last week. Oh, oh you missed it. <laughs> yeah. Come back next year. Speak, speaking of advertisements, what do you yeah. think? Think it's time to drop Oh, one? not a bad shout. In three, two, one. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. 
Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. And we're back! We may or may not have found a commercial there. Actually, you haven't heard from Acast in a while. Uh, if you if you didn't hear an ad, use Acast for all your podcasting needs. Maybe they'll throw us a few pennies for that. I don't know. I tried. Um, all right, now we can head into Start and Sit. Start up for, uh, up front with forwards. I'm going to go with two forwards in the same match, which does not typically happen. The first, we've already mentioned, Aguero. Do, do I need to go into stats? I'm pretty sure I don't. Start Aguero. Best attack in the league. And now he's back. It's nuts. But on the other side, very interestingly, Borja Baston is finally fit and available for them. And he does not shy away, shy away. He does not shy away from big matches. He doesn't shy away from big matches. Last season, scored against Barcelona, scored against Sevilla, even when he was at tiny Podunk Ibar. So he's a player that can be very dangerous. He's a tall guy. He can get his head on some balls. That sounded awful. He's also good on the floor. Uh, and <laughs> I think, nope, we're moving on. Uh, Sigurdsson obviously has been struggling. But Lorente just seems a step behind ever since the start of the season. I think having a true forward up front will unlock both of them a bit. So anyway, on a super sneaky down low, don't don't hate Borja Baston. Kind of like we were saying with the Tottenham guys, at least keep an eye on him this weekend. Yeah, he, and he got some run in the in the game today, so he came on as a sub. There you go. Um, in midfield, I'm gonna go <laughs> with my boy Kevin Morales. He's only owned at 4.6%. Uh, guess out of the Everton midfielders where he ranks in points. Uh, first. Where is he in ownership? Fifth. Fourth, yeah. So those aren't even. Listen, I know that he was frozen out last season, but he is apparently locked down that spot. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, the media hasn't picked up on the fact that Everton are legit this year. Yeah. I don't know how much you guys watch random matches. Maybe that's why you listen to us because we do it for you. But Everton look just as legit as Stoke look awful. Both in attack and defense. Everton currently fourth in attack, second in defense. They, they look, honestly, like the real package. He's a pretty cheap option. You get him in. He's only at 6'6". You get him in. It's a pretty cheap entry point to what is going to be, I think, a top five attack this season. Uh, as long as Lukaku scores the goals. <laughs> which I'm not going to bet on Lukaku doing it, but I'm willing to bet enough on Morales that Lukaku... Uh, we'll do it. Uh, and then my other sneaky one in midfield, and because I can't admit that I was wrong on Capu, is Roberto Pereira. He has a goal or an assist in every match he's played. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty good. In he, the knows back, what he's, he knows what he's doing. He does. In the back, I'm going to go with his teammate, Daryl Janmott, who is a bouse. And it looked like he might be hurt, but he should be okay now. Uh, oh, they're going to be facing... do. Really meant to have this called up. They play at they're at Burnley. There it is. And uh, Burnley, fun fact, are the team that's failed to score the most this season. Three out of five matches without scoring a goal. So I, I said a couple weeks ago I liked Watford going forward, and I said what, uh, Jan Mott was the one I liked. Already has an assist. I'm, I'm all I'm all aboard this Jan Mott hype train, and, and their matches coming up are 
super kind um, mm-hmm. going forward. So I, I'm I'm all about that Jan Mott action. Just calling it up now because we knew the United one was the one they should be concerned about. Turns out, not so much. Their next five, Burnley, Bournemouth, Middlesbrough, Swansea, Hull. So, you know, you you, you should hop on that Jan Mott train. Uh, who you got, Rob? Uh, I'll stick with the. I'll start in the back. Uh, I'm liking Man City's defense this week. Uh, I know the ownership there is not very, you know, stout. A lot of people don't really haven't really bought into the Man City defense because they've haven't really had to do anything because they're scoring more goals than they need to keep out. So uh, my my number one shout is for Alexander Kolarov. He seems like he's playing uh, a good wing role for Pep, and you know we've all seen what Kolarov can do when he goes forward. He's got a, a wicked left foot. And being part of being involved in that offense is always good because you never know who he's going to pass on, who's going to score. So from that standpoint, I I like the Man City defenders this week. Uh, I know it's a it's a tough call to say, oh, I like Man City this week, but you know <laughs> I'm going out, I'm going on a big boat. But if if you want to if you want to like a lower owned guy, how about Craig Dawson? Go with Craig Dawson. But the funny thing is, Craig Dawson's owned more than Alexander Kolarov. There you go. Boom. To be fair, Kolarov playing at center back does make it weird. I don't. I honestly don't know if it's better or worse. Just but, yeah. weird. I, I, I I'm just more involved. I'm more interested that he can be part of the. He's a very offensive minded player, and he likes to get up the field. And he's if he's owned in, he's owned one fifth less than John Stones. And if anybody's seen John Stones from a fantasy perspective here, yikes. Uh, yeah, he does not look like anything that you should want to invest in. I know he's the cheapest version of a Man City defender there. But no, he's just not involved in anything, and he's still John Stones. Uh, through the midfield, uh, this guy didn't play didn't play against didn't didn't play against Chelsea. He's only owned in nine percent of leagues, and his nickname is Bobby Digital. Or from my standpoint, it is. Uh, <laughs> this game to me has a Firmino double written all over it, or one of those games where Firmino comes back into the, the fray and says, "Yeah, I'm still here. Look at my look at me." Forget about the guy with the one L and two P's. That's next to me. That's Philippe Coutinho. Uh, you know they play. They're playing Hull. They're not Hull isn't isn't what uh, we think they should be. But they are playing better than they actually could. Whatever you know what I mean. <laughs> Hull is playing very well. Yeah. So uh, I, I like Firmino in this in this matchup uh, more than anybody else from the midfield at Liverpool. Mane. Uh, if you want to have a shout for uh, Jordan Henderson, who ha- who scored a cracker. Uh, or or Philippe Coutinho, uh, and up front, I'm going to give a shout to Troy Deeney playing against you know Burn- they're at Burnley. Uh, his ownership is still tiny. I, people are still I think there's just too many options that are he gets price pointed out of the forward ranks. Uh, people are all over Aguero, uh, Lukaku, Benteke, Costa. After that, the ownership of almost every other forward is nil or none, or it's on to like. Uh, Diamande or a basic third punt. Uh, look at Dini. I, th- I think Dini scores in this one. He's still in all the PKs. If anybody sees him, he wins the ball like a boss. Uh, I don't. I don't think anybody and on Burnley could match him in the air. And I think he's going to exploit that. So those are my sits. I will go right into. Uh, those are my starts. What did I say? Sits. <laughs> those are my starts. We'll jump right into sits. I'll it's start. Okay. I'll, I'm sure long-time listeners will remember the start-start fiasco. <laughs> yeah, start-start. Yeah, totally. We go. We start everybody. Uh, so starts. I'll start it forward. Uh, Jamie Vardy against Man United defense. I don't see it. Uh, his price tag is nine point nine. He's not one of those strikers that I just mentioned in the Benteke, Lukaku, Aguero, or a punt. 
group, and he still owns in 17.8% of leagues. I can almost guarantee that none of those leagues are in the top 50,000 or 100,000. Uh, yeah, so Leicester against Man United defense. at And United's home, I don't see Leicester doing much in this game. If they get one, it'd probably be a lot. Uh, through the midfield, I'm staying with Leicester. Mares, 9.3, 18.5% ownership. I'm still not seeing it. He's not giving me enough in the official game format output. In other formats, he's giving you just enough to, to maybe warrant a first-round pick, but you're probably still regretting that you drafted him in the first six picks overall, probably, in that kind of formats. Uh, Mares is not looking good for season-long stuff. You know, his price tag is just dropping. He's basically dropped in three consecutive weeks, so it's not looking good for Riyadh. Uh, maybe maybe after the international break, he'll get some Algerian juice flowing, and him and Slomani will uh, hang out and do some good stuff, maybe get a hookah. I don't know, something. And then on Hookah's defense... great, by the way. Oh, absolutely. It's very absolutely. underrated. Absolutely. Well, I was at a beach, and uh, I, was, I was like, what are these guys doing in this cooler? They concocted a cooler, and they cut a little thing in the top of the cooler where the, the thing sits in top of the cooler, and it's a hookah inside a cooler. Oh, so that's awesome, beach. man. You yeah. always got to ice the, ice yeah, the bottom. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And uh, on defense, uh, I'm avoiding anybody in the Arsenal-Chelsea game. Yeah. Uh, there's no saying how many goals are going to be scored. Um, if... If the Liverpool-Chelsea match was anything that dictates this, uh, there's probably going to be at least one from each side, which negates all value from defenders, unless, you know, Bellerin or Koscielny gets a, a goal or an assist or someone from Chelsea, you know, nods one in or is, it a, is an assist to the fray for Hazard or anybody else. But for me, they're, they're basically a voids. And uh, I know it's... I don't like high like high profile games like this. It's t- it's tough to not want to jump in and be like, "Oh, I want an investment in this game because it's from a fantasy perspective, it's good." I probably not recommend anybody from this game except the people that are probably the the penalty cake <laughs> penalty kickers, which are you know Cathorlo or maybe Willian or Hazard. That's about the only guys that I would even recommend this game. I think Costa gets gobbled up in this game, and I think probably gets a yellow, and probably him and Kashelny probably have a nice little uh, you know thumb thumb wrestling match. Yeah, I I definitely agree with you on a lot of those. Costa is definitely going to score or get a red card. <laughs> One of the two. Who knows which side you'll be on of that? Um, for my sits. Uh, I'm sad to see him go, but Ihea Nacho is obvious. He's on the other side of that Aguero situation where he's just not going to get the minutes anymore, so just time to put him back on the shelf, wait for Aguero to get hurt or suspended or something else again. Then bring him back on in. We obviously know what he can bring there. Also, it's kind of like a side sit, maybe. I I know that Jansen is now the only attacking option at Tottenham. I get that. I really do. Um... At 7.8, he's getting to be more more price appropriate. I think 7.5 is probably the truest form. And, you know, Tottenham don't have an awful match this week against Middlesbrough. I'm just not ready to buy in on the Jansen thing. Rob kind of mentioned there that uh, there's this weird valley in price right now. So if you're really high-priced, you're highly owned. And if you're really low-priced, you're highly owned. But there aren't a whole lot of people owned in this middle area. So I think if you have somebody like that, maybe... Benteke is the closest analog, but otherwise you probably want to upgrade to like Lukaku or, or Slomani, or if you want to go the other way, you can downgrade to like an Agallo or a Dini uh, that Rob was just mentioning. So I think those are those are some guys that I'd probably prefer, um, perhaps over Jansen right now. I just want to see it. I know he scored a penalty today, but I want to see him score from open play first. Uh, 
as far as other players that I don't really like in the midfield this week, Gilfie Sigurdsson is, is, he's not really put it together. I know I just said I think Borja will be good, but Sigurdsson costs more. <laughs> and, and I'm just not sure I see it yet. Want to see it first. I completely agree with Rob on the Arsenal, uh, Chelsea match. That's why I'm not big on Hazard this week. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just not so sure about that one. Uh, in defense, you have some people with tough matchups. Again, that Arsenal-Chelsea match, you probably just want to avoid on the whole. And even though I agree that Manchester United and Leicester, you know, wouldn't be good for Vardy, <laughs> I kind of assume that it'll at least be 1-1. Both sides are going to get on the board, so uh, I'm probably going to try to avoid those. Um, I know I was super specific on player with Yamat for defenders to start earlier, but there's a lot of good matchups this week. Your Everton guys, your Liverpool guys, your Spurs guys, your West Brom guys, your Palace guys, and your City guys. All of those are perfectly ownable. And Watford, which I already mentioned. So this is a, this is a very big kind of, uh, good situation versus bad situation matches, uh, which should hopefully see the average price rise a bit, uh, considering the last two weeks have been kind of depressed and or depressing, uh, price wise. Sorry, uh, by score, not price. Whatever you knew what I meant. No, we had no idea. Do it over. Do it over. No. Do it. Do it better. No, I'll do it better in our video that we're gonna do later. That I'm gonna keep teasing, but then we'll actually plug at the end of this. Let's okay. talk about. Let's talk about Tim Tebow. No. All right. Good. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so now that we've been through that, we can talk about our teams a little bit. I'm a bit screwed because Rob tells me that Scott Dan may have pulled up limping injured in the Crystal Palace match. I haven't seen too many Palace people freaking out, but that would be an issue for me because my back line right now, uh, well, goal I have Foster and Pickford still. In defense, Masuaku, who I bought in hard. And uh, right before they conceded eight goals in two matches. Uh, Evans I'm still fine with. Dan I'm fine with as long as he's okay. Lamina Kone, I was super wrong on this Sunderland team. Look like they could be challenging the drop yet again. Uh, Kingsley is a price dump, so whatever. Uh, across the midfield, Payet, Snodders, Otzil, <laughs> Ryan Mason, whoops, and uh, Roberto Pereira. I already took out Hazard to get Aguero in. Now wondering if I could have done it with Otzil, but I really wanted to get Snodgrass in. He's both of our boys and has mm-hmm. been ever since we saw the same stat on the DFS stuff. He's just everywhere right now um, mm-hmm. for them. What, what was the stat? I looked yes. it up in uh, 2.6 shots per game, 4.6 crosses per game. Takes it's, all the free kicks, takes all the penalties, yep. takes all the penalties, takes all the corner kicks. It's He's he's the man with the ball at his foot. Yeah, and I, I'm comfy with a midfield of Piat, Snodgrass, Otzel, and Pereira for now. But Pereira, as I mentioned, has a goal or assist in every game. That could slow down, Even but the matchups are great. So mm-hmm. it's not like I'm going to take him out. Just some weeks I'm going to be frustrated innately. Yeah. The also one hurts. Having somebody that expensive not doing the business is awful. Then up front, I did not bail on Ibrahimovic the way many people did. Did bring in Aguero. Still have Benteke, who I could upgrade or downgrade going forward. Uh, so not too uh, super pleased with uh, my positioning at all. Uh, some of our focus has shifted to other ventures. But uh, hopefully with Aguero back, things will start looking a lot better. Hopefully, also can get back to, to his creative best. And Payet dropped like he didn't just have two assists even when they played awful. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I don't understand. It's just, it's, yes, hey, West Ham have been awful. Hey, but the issue everything's is based not on ownership, Payet. you know? Yeah. It's crazy. Anyway, crazy. Um, we may as, I may as well just touch on captains now that I ran through everybody. Yeah, uh, Aguero versus Swansea is interesting. I know we joked about whether we'd mention anything at all. Swansea 
have been pretty awful. They just haven't been losing as fantastically as Sunderland and Stoke. Swansea have actually conceded the most shots in the box in the Premier League this season, which oh. is not promising uh, when you face Aguero, who scores most of his goals in the box. So, in case you needed any further reason to captain Aguero, there's one. Um, Otsel, I think, would be an interesting counter-captain choice, just mm-hmm. because this Chelsea defense is not as good as people seem to think it is. But... Uh, he hasn't been playing well, so I'm not going to do that at all. So, anyway, I'm probably going to go Aguero. Also, I'm now completely done with West Ham defenders, and I know I just brought up Payet, but remember that their matchups are very kind coming forward. Southampton, Middlesbrough, Palace, Sunderland is not a bad run of four there. So, uh, I am out on the defenders. I've had the last straw there, but I'm not out on the likes of Payet and the midfielders just yet. Yeah. So getting into my team, I still have I've Pickford and Foster in in the in the net. Uh, I'm happy with that. I'm fine with that. Foster has Stoke this week. Anybody, any person that plays Stoke is is good enough for me. Still uh, last in every category. Yeah, absolutely. On defense, I have Ashley Williams, Johnny Evans, Gareth McCauley, uh, George, uh, Ahmet from Swansea. And I still have, like Kevin said, I bought in hard to Arthur Masawaku only because he was a good value play and the best-looking fantasy guy on defense for West Ham. Unfortunately, he just hasn't turned out that way. Um, I've, I've made two moves this week. I've brought in Kevin De Bruyne, and I've brought in Robert Snodgrass. Uh, I went out with Leroy Fur and who's it? Oh, Eden, Haz- Eden Hazard. Uh, so my midfield now is Payet, De Bruyne, Sterling, Cathorla, and Snodgrass with Ibrahimovic and Benteke up top. Ooh, um, Sterling and De Bruyne. Yeah. Uh, it, I think they, they – they, I'll try it they for one week. They do feed off each other pretty well. I'll try it for one week because uh, they, it's not like they're standing next to each other on the pitch all the time. And uh, they, we've seen that they both can get their hands in multiple goals, multiple assists. Uh, so that, that's my team. I said I did mention Ibrahimovic and Benteke up top. Uh, for captain's choice this week for me, it's probably going to be De Bruyne only because I like that he'll probably be the anti-Aguero this week. Um, if you know everybody brings in Aguero and captains Aguero, uh, they'd be banking that he does something, but I'm hoping that De Bruyne does something that either facilitates him doing something or he does something on his own. So uh, De Bruyne is an excellent captain's, you know, bipartisan pick for anybody going Aguero because I think I think Swansea's in a lot of trouble in this game. This game could be, you know, four four one five five nil. I I, I'm, I know it's crazy to say, but it it could be it could get out of hand pretty easy. Uh, so anybody from Man City is a good shout, but especially De Bruyne for me. And if anybody owns Aguero, that'd probably be the number one captain's pick for me oh, for everybody around the uh, FPL universe. Yeah, I like the De Bruyne shout. I do think it's interesting, and it is interesting that we went two different directions there um, by swapping out a big, big price player. Uh, is that who you're captain then, KDB? Yeah, yeah, De Bruyne. I, you know, it's he's he's not owned enough. He's he's owned less than Aguero. He's only owned at sixteen point nine percent. And I think a lot of people based basically people are going to look at what De Bruyne has done these last couple games and either bring two questions to mind: Can he do it with Aguero there? And who am I bringing in to? Because everybody's bringing in Aguero, so they're not bringing in De Bruyne and Aguero. Can you imagine? Imagine trying to do that. That's that's like twenty five million dollars to try to <laughs> shift around. So I think all the, all the attention this week for transfers wise is is on Aguero. Uh, but look at what De Bruyne has done in the last two weeks. But then it brings up my first, my previous question that I just mentioned: Can he do it with Aguero there? Uh, I'm going to say that he can 
because I think that he's probably showing that he's one of the better fantasy players in the official game. Uh, so I'm banking that I'm, well, I'm hoping that he can probably do something and play off Aguero or play through Aguero or, you know, circumnavigate Aguero or do something like that. Fair enough. All right. Uh, well, now is the time when I'm going to bring up the thing that I kept teasing this whole time. Rob and I had been in negotiations with them for a while, and then we did some test recordings that you'll never, ever see. Uh, but it looks like we're finally up and running. We do have a video up now because we are now covering uh, DFS, uh, football slash soccer, Premier League, uh, for VIP-bet.com. Um, so, yeah, we are now doing video content, so be sure to check that out over there. Uh, very pleased to be working with them, and we'll be doing two videos a week there, a review show uh, that we'll be recording Mondays and a preview show that we'll be recording on Wednesdays. So if you're a fan of this show, things are about to get crazy because you're going to be getting uh, content three days a week. Yeah, so and, uh, you, and, and you get to see our beautiful faces, what we actually look like, and then you can be like, wow, look at these friggin' knobs. Yeah, uh, to be fair, we're pretty gorgeous. Yeah, we're, we are pretty handsome, you yeah. know. We, we, just, we just lucked into that, man. I just, I just put on some new bronzer today, so I'm going to be all bronzed up. Oh, nice. nice. Kicking, a, kicking a jersey style. I'm going to have some, you know, Avicii in the background kicking. So. <laughs> I, I just think we should just do it shirtless, really. But, you know, we'll only do that once we reach a certain level of hits. Um, if you see our thing on YouTube, uh, I mean, the video's there also. Don't judge us on the views because uh, we, we were just getting started. But... Uh, hopefully we'll be able to continue to grow that audience the way we've grown this one and hopefully a lot of you guys want to switch over uh so again plugging and uh you know this isn't a sponsorship <laughs> we just actually work there uh vipbet.com so be sure to check that out you can also check out either of our twitters where we talk about it so rob you have to tell them what your twitter is my twitter is uh at smoky underscore loogie l-o-o-g-y uh, you can find my writings, uh, weekly rankings, transfer ideas, general non-sensory uh, stuff at rasball.com. I pretty much handle all the soccer writing over there, so every view from a football soccer standpoint is mine and mine alone, so I can just muse on myself and make myself laugh and all that stuff because I wrote it. Uh, you can also check us out on All In Sports. We have a, the, Our podcast is continually rocking on there, so... Definitely check that out, All In Sports. I know they have an app and allinsports.com. Me and Kevin are there. We're very busy. We're very busy lads in the in the football community. Everybody everybody wants a piece of, of you know Smokey and K, KDV over there. So, <laughs> yep, uh, I'm at Kevroff on Twitter. Uh, still writing for the Eagles Beak <laughs> to the best of my ability. Uh, also, we still have some affiliation with uh, playtaga.com. Just Taga, John Mullen is on here. Uh, every once in a while, we should start having guests back. It's kind of been a while, but uh, things have obviously been crazy busy for us. Um, but yeah, so at Kevin, at Smokey underscore Lugie. Uh This is a little bit shorter, but we have a video we have to record right now. So uh, we hope you check that out, and thank you so much for joining us. And we'll be back next week to talk plenty more FPL and probably about both of our teams struggling yet again. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> 